yeah, you rock with me, the one and only DJ J. Erica. 95.5 FM. It's the Takeover Mix Show, baby. Today we got a special guest in the building. Nathaniel is in the house. He's a singer, songwriter, producer. He worked with the likes of many people in the industry. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Yo, what's good, John, man? This is your boy Nathaniel from Brooklyn, New York. Man, I'm out here grinding R&B. Let's get it. Oh, man, man, I'm just happy to have you on the show. So tell everybody about yourself. I know that you've been in the streets pushing this hot record, Tear It Up, and it's been tearing up Thank the streets. You. So tell me about yourself, where you're from, and how you started up in the industry. Okay, yeah, man. So pretty much grew up in church, you know, singing with the family. My whole family sang, my aunts, uncles, my, my brothers, sisters, grandmother, grandparents. So that's pretty much how I got into singing in general. And then me and my brothers, we started to come home and practice like Boys and the Men and Jagged Edge and more of the R&B side. So we actually formed an official R&B group. From there, we started doing local talent shows and, and Apollo and, you know, different things to kind of, like, get into it. You know, along the way, we all kind of had separate visions and views, so we split up, and then I started my own route as an independent singer, and I, my, my path into the industry was mainly acting as a writer. Like, I would link up with DJs and say, hey, I know you need some writers for some songs, some beats that you're pushing, and after a while, artists started to leave me on the, the references, like the hooks, and I ended up getting a joint with Pat Poos and, and did something with Ludacris, you know, that was back in, like, early 2000s, and then it turns into just, like, me in the studio doing joints with Wu-Tang and then uh, DJ Khaled, French Montana, so I realized, like, you know what, I could actually push, instead of just being a hook man, I could start dropping some singles and, and be in the forefront, of, the front runner, rather, and, you know, I started dropping singles. Now I got a single called Tear It Up. Um, that you mentioned, Jay, and, and um, you know, it's moving. We got Casanova on the remix. It's all over the world playing right now. Video's coming in like a week. You know, we that's we here, man. <laughs> yeah, so we hit you at a perfect time. Are you said the video dropping in a week now? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming like a week, two weeks the latest, but it's here. Okay, cool. So when is it, what, like, what is the concept? Are we going to, like, who's the director behind it and everything else? Well, I got my boy Jake, Jake Goldberg. He's a new videographer we've been working with for the last few videos that we put out. Um, I put out a joint called One Wrong Move. I, re- I flipped the um, Trip Ones beat. I just put that out. That's like a nice little filler video. It's like I'm not going super hard with it, but it's just something that the, the listeners can check out if y'all want to see a, a current video. But Jay Goldberg is the director. And the concept is just having fun, man. Like nothing crazy, just party, fun, living a life, just good spirits, you know, good energy. Okay, so... Another question about you. Um, as, as an overall artist, when it comes to writing and producing, what is your overall uh, process when it comes to uh, creating a record? Well, interestingly enough, I'm recording now. Like, right before you called me, I'm in the studio <laughs> recording. So my process is like I'll get a beat. You know, I used to produce my own beat, so I, I kind of slowed down on that so I could kind of perfect the actual artist, the singing and writing side more so. But let's say I get a beat from a producer. I'll throw it in Pro Tools. I'll load it up. And I'll just turn the mic on and kind of like put on, you know, I'll run the track over and over again and keep singing little parts and coming up with stuff and freestyling. And I'll say, oh, that line is dope. Let me come back and fix that. Oh, maybe I can say this here. I'll hum a melody and say, oh, let me find some words for that melody. So it's just like building the record. Then I'll, once the record is fully built, I'll go back over and sing. And it's, it's all like one or two takes. Then mix it in, you know, and it's ready to go. Now, that's dope. That's dope. And my other question is, like, I know that you've been in the industry for quite some time, and, of course, with you being, like, an R&B artist, uh, what are the challenges you experience being an R&B artist in society today? I feel like the biggest challenge now with R&B, and I, I, would, I would definitely stand behind this, is the, 
the blurred line between singing and rapping. Like now you have rappers that singing, and you have singers that's like trap singing, rapping almost like talk singing. So then it puts like actual R and B like in this weird place where you, we don't know what R and B is anymore. Like in terms of the new generation, so you got the trap singers, which sounds like rappers. Then you got this rappers that's doing trap rap that sounds like a singer. So it's this middle ground, and the industry is trying to call that R and B. And it's really not, though. It's like it's a different thing. So I think that's my challenge when I'm dropping records that I'm dropping. I really sing, not picking anything from anybody else, but that's not the sound right now. The sound is this talk singing thing that everybody can do. So everybody can almost get away with being an R&B, like a singer. So it makes it, it, makes it really hard for actual singers and actual R&B to kind of, like, move right now. And, like, right now, of course, like, I'm really big on the R&B and, and pushing R&B, and it's, it is really challenging. But how do you keep yourself relevant with, with such a challenge in the industry? I think with relevancy, it, it's the interesting thing now you've got popularity, which is also a form of musical relevancy nowadays. So you could be just popular and have funny videos on Instagram, and somehow you'll get your record played before somebody who's got actual talent. So with me personally, with relevancy, I think um, I don't really chase the whole relevant in terms of popularity relevancy. I think me, my relevancy is through me connecting with actual people, talking to people outside, talking to DJs, making sure I'm in tune with them so that they're playing records and people are hearing it in real time and me being an actual person, an artist, actually, not being a comedian. You know, I may do a bunch of funny skit here and there with some comedians, but that's just for fun. For me personally, my relevancy lies with real human contact. You said little human contact, like you just like in your own zone. You know what I'm saying with real, real human contact, like real, real human. Like, okay, real, got you. Real human. Yeah, contact. like got really you. talking to human beings. Like, yo, what's up? I'm Nathaniel. Check this out. You know, if you got a spot, I'll come pull up and perform. Like being there, being present, and then people really yeah. spot seeing me. You know, real presence. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like the piggyback off of that, like the virtual world sometimes it could clout things and, you know, get you blurred up where you happen to be isolated where you just focus on this thing that's called social media and you forget about the importance of actually building one-on-one face-to-face relationships with your, with people that surround you and your fans, you know. So, right. um, yeah, that's very, very important. And how is that a burden, like when it comes to being an artist, that everything's so much played off with social media, which what it brings importance to an artist. They're like, oh, they have this so amount of followers, but and you know, in real time, you're doing some serious stuff. Like, how does that kind of like hinder an artist in um, in the industry? What like going deep into the virtual world as opposed to like real followers? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like the comparison of because it's like when you have like artists that come out, they could be like literally performing at various arenas, but their social media isn't as strong. So then if someone goes on the social media, they'll pick the other person that has a certain amount of followers compared to you, but you're really putting in more work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how does how is that you know a hindrance and in, in say? Oh yeah, I would I would honestly say it's definitely a hindrance because it. it creates this false sense of an, it creates an illusion that you really are musically successful because you got like followers. But the, the interesting thing is it does mean something, you know, if you have people that's all following you and they're supporting your music too, they come into your shows, then it, I guess it really means something to have these followers. But a lot of people, they'll just live through the followers in the virtual, the virtual world and they won't actually physically go make any moves. Me personally, I got a lot of followers, a decent amount on, online. And, 
I feel like whenever I go out in person to meet people, those relationships solidify way deeper than the people that I meet just online. It's because when you look people in the eyes and you talk to them like face to face, then they'll follow you online and they actually become bigger supporters. Like they're like, yo, I met this dude. So I think it hinders artists because they forget that you actually can get a lot further with people in person. And there was a point in time where it was no social media. So artists, and you had to really hustle. You had to go to every club. You had to go take meetings. You had to really meet people. And I think we lose the essence of that from thinking that we can, you know, reach the whole entire world through social media. And some people are just not on social media. Like some important contacts are just not, you can't reach them online. You have to track them down in person, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, and that's the thing I, I like to t- talk to, like especially like new artists, because you've been in this game for a while as a producer, songwriter, so you, you vet, you know what I mean? But like for the new people, they, uh, you know, I try to encourage them to really try to get out there physically and talk to people and get to know people, interact in it, building social relationships, because when you're being social, of course your followers online is going to increase because you're meeting people, and then you'll get the best of both worlds. Because um, I feel like, like, like you said before, both is important, you know, but it just seemed like oftentimes people focus so much on the virtual instead of the actual physical yep. content of people. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. Yep. So true. So, so true. I want to talk further about your project. Of course, you got Terry out the record dropping. Do you have an EP or a project that we're going to be looking for? We're entering 2019? Yes, I do. I do have a mixtape coming out. It's going to be more like a mixtape EP, and all of the records are like flip samples of throwback beats where I took them and like I just kind of did my own thing with him. And then followed by that, I'm going to drop an actual album of all original material. So, yeah, we, get, we definitely got something. I want to drop it right after the video. So I'm thinking, like, I might just wait the first quarter, like January, just to kind of get a fresh start. But it's definitely coming. And it's done. Project is already complete. Most definitely. You know, I've seen, you know, I'll be on the Instagram before I go in here. I do use my social media. And I see that you got a lot of different events going on for the holidays. Can you talk about a few of those things? Oh, yeah, so we're doing a um, toy drive, and we're doing a Thanksgiving giveaway. So, you know, we, we, this is the second year of the toy drive, so now it's the second annual, which is, like, so dope to, for me to be like, oh, the annual. <laughs> like, it's just dope when you could come back around with something and, and plan it out a little further, plan it out bigger, correct some mistakes. Um, the Thanksgiving event is the first time we're doing that. It's the turkey give, giveaway, like, pretty much just feeding the streets, just, just feeding people, you know, so... Um, this time around, hopefully with the Toy Drive, we got bigger sponsors. I think we already have WBLS on board, which is a big station in New York. And we're working on, like, Target, um, Cricket, Wireless, and some of the phone companies to kind of, like, jump on board as well. Foot Locker. Um, I think I said Foot Locker. Foot Locker, Chance, like, those type of brands to kind of jump on and push with us, you know? Most definitely. The community can appreciate that, the fact that you as an artist, you're making a choice to help those in need. And and how does it feel when you're helping those in need? You know, how does it make you feel as a person just being able to be the humanitarian side of you, just showing it off to people and helping people? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it, it's nice to see the people light up, their faces light up when you're helping to make a difference in their life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just It just feels like, you have the power. When you're an artist, you gain this, this power. It's like a superpower of attention. Attention is really the superpower that you have. Like you have the attention of people. And it's like, what do you do with it? You know, we all have an option to do different things. And when you can actually give, find a way to give back to people, it, it just, it's no feeling like that. It's like, and I come from nothing, too. I'm from, I'm coming from the hood. So I've seen a few artists do it coming up, and they inspired me. Like, you know, it's dope to come back and show people where that, you know, that they could actually do some good with this. It feels really good. 
and I agree. Like I said, holiday season especially is a great time to give back. Now, my question about you, I want to know about your influences. Who has influenced you as an artist? I would say the number one influence probably was Music Soul Child. I actually used to listen to all of his projects, and it taught me how to, like, write a record and, and, and sculpt a, a – tell a story over a beat. Um, you, don't get a, you don't get enough credit. I definitely feel like he's one of my – like, the biggest influence as a creative writer that I could think of. And, um, yeah, other than that, of course, Jagged Edge, Usher, you know, I could even say Chris Brown, even though, like, I'm probably older than him by a year or two just the years of consistency that he put out and the, the level of entertainment value that he provided is something that I always take notes and I learn from. You know, Usher, too, being able to come back and reinvent himself every couple of year, every year or so, these are things that's like they gems. This is the reason why these people are still around. So, you know, those are definitely some influences for me. Okay, so I know we, we all have our careers. We've got our life, our entertainment, our work. But I want to know, and the fans want to know, what do you do in your free time? Do you have any hobbies or anything that you be doing? Well, I actually grew up um, playing with computers, like messing around, breaking, breaking open PCs and putting them back together. And my older brother, he was uh, always in the IT world. Like, he always worked for, like, corporate corporations doing IT. So by the time I hit, like, um, high school, I'm like, ah, you know what, I think I'm getting pretty good at this computer thing. Like, I would go and help my mother's friends fix her computer. She'd give me, like, $100, reinstall Windows and little stuff like that. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to really make something of this. I went to college. Didn't really pay a lot of attention in college because I was so caught up in music, like always. But I did finish. I got my degree in computer science. And then I worked for JFK Airport doing, like, some whack fake tech support stuff where we would go over to the airlines and just restart their printers. That was literally all we did. But I lied to my resume and said that I was, like, the admin of the whole JFK. So I took my resume and I brought it down to Wall Street here in New York and got a real job, like, as in a managed service provider doing IT. So then, then that's where I really began to learn stuff. Like I was in these different clients, these giant hedge funds, configuring their servers and stuff like that. And the re- after college, though, I kind of hit the books on my own to actually learn something because I really didn't learn in school. So I had to really, really learn. So when I was sitting across the table with these people interviewing me, I knew how to answer the questions. So once I worked for Wall Street for like two years, I kind of studied the owner of that company on how he got his clients. And then I started building my own client base outside of the IT company. It's called Zenith Technology. So that's really my it's my thing. <laughs> That's how I like fund my music career. Word that. That's some major, major moves. You know, you gotta make sure that you have an extra side hustle and you know display your hobbies. You know, put put your put your hat in different, your foot in different places and stuff. So that's dope. I didn't know that about you. That's cool. <laughs> oh, <what a> thing. <laughs> well, so that. um, of course, like I said before, what is your plan? Do you have any events going on or anything like that for people to follow? Um, besides, of course, you're doing the Troy Drive. We talked about that. But you got any shows coming up or anything like that um, entering the new year or towards the end of this year? No, no gigs just yet. I just said I'm going to close out the year dropping the projects, and then once I put the EP out, I'm going to do shows behind that. So top of January, maybe February, I'll have my first real event where – Come out, buy a ticket. It's going to be in the theater. I already know the theater. I know the venue that we're booking. But no shows. I'm going to close the year out, just the toy drive, just giving back and putting out stuff. So top of the year, I can actually start rolling out some events for everybody to come see me at. Oh, that's not that. So we're going to move forward, wrap it towards the end of the call. But, of course, I always give you the opportunity to give your social media and also give your shout-out. So if you can, tell that to everybody. Yo, man, I just want to shout out my whole team, Q, my manager, Francois, my videographer, Jacob. Shout out to the Fleet DJ. Shout out to you for even giving me this opportunity. And if y'all want to find me or follow me, my Instagram is Nathaniel Online. My website is www.nathanielonline.com. 
And if you have, a, like, an iPhone or Android, I have my own phone app that I developed with all my music, content, and stuff there. Just go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Market and type Nathaniel, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L, and then you can download my free app and just get access to everything. Mm-hmm. Most definitely appreciate that. And, of course, we'll do my quick plug, and then I want you to introduce your new single, Tear It Up, to everybody, okay, because we're going to drop that fire to continue to tear up the dance floors, okay? <laughs> Let's get so, it, man. That's... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you guys, make sure you keep it locked here, 95.5 FM, and it's going to be displayed on this channel. It's also going to be on the YouTube channel. I am DJ Jerrica on YouTube, and also DJTakeover.com. Got to give a shout-out to the Fleet DJs. Got to give a shout-out to the Hype Mag. And, of course, Table Matters DJs. Now, go ahead, Nathaniel. Go ahead and introduce your new record to everybody worldwide. Yo, let's get it, man. It's your boy, Nathaniel. You're about to check out that new joint. Tear it up. Just good vibes, good energy. Whatever you do in life, make sure you tear it up. Let's get it. 